podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to I nearly said the wrong podcast. Well, yes, welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate takes over the Villa View podcast in association with Boohoo Man. Just for everybody who's checking in, uh, you can see here on this side, this side of the screen here, Boohoo Man, an extra 10% off all Boohoo Man menswear with the code Villa View. Does exclude some sale and some selected items, but still, it's 10% off a bit of clobber, as you always say. We're going to want to be going out every now and then. Let's go on the Boohoo Man if there's anything tickles your fancy. Um, well, then the lads here at Villa View will give you 10% off. So don't say they never give you anything. Um, but we're not here to talk about much of that. We're here to talk about a lot of that, but not, not all about that. We're here to talk more about the, um, about the Villa Spurs game. And uh, uh, I'm not going to do that on my own. I, t- I put you through this last week of me doing a half an hour on my own. Um, so I've, I've brought reinforcements this time. And the wonderful Paddy is popping on to help us today. Here comes Paddy. So I hope we're going to be able to bring Paddy in. He said I didn't break it this time. Uh, Paddy, <laughs> how's things? I see that you've got a new background behind you and you're cultivating a nice little Aston Villa wall there behind you to kind of join my junk behind me. That's it. My, my little cave or junk, as, as my better half would call it, is coming together. So, uh, yeah, it takes a bit of getting used to. And hopefully the sound is OK in this room because it's a new room to be broadcasting from. Yeah, all good. It does. It's uh, it's it sounds good to me anyway, and I'm sure someone will tell us in the comments if it's if it if it's not up to the standard. Um, so I suppose, Paddy, look, <clears throat> we've done our preview on this, and I sat and I talked to Dan and the Villa View as well, and you know, I suppose it would be kind of remiss for me to say that we're optimistic at any sort. I think of getting a lot out of this game today. Um. It, this really feels like if we are going to get some a big result out of this, it's going to be one of our one or two fluke, not fluke results, but flashes in the pan um, every year. Just the way the Spurs are, are, they're just a juggernaut at the moment. All the goals they've, they've scored and uh, the points that they've taken, and they just seem to be on a massive run of form at the moment at the right time for them because, you know, trying to get into the Champions League again from a position where they thought they could never get there. Now, saying that, Paddy, we've done all these shows, but I did wake up this morning and I was pretty chipper when I woke up this morning. Um, I'm, I'm getting some renovation works done in my house. So I actually slept on the floor last night because I got new flooring in upstairs and I had to dismantle all the beds. So I really felt like I was kind of... a. Uh, uh, I shipped out the, the the better half and the child, so I really kind of felt like I was right in bachelordom uh, this morning when I woke up. But I, I woke up in brilliant, brilliant form, and I kind of got myself thinking, and I was saying that like there is a there is a plan, there is a way to win this game today. There is a way to win this game today. It's not like it's a complete dead horse. There is a way to win this game today, and I hope that Stephen Gerrard has that up his sleeve, and I hope Michael Beale has that up his sleeve as well, Paddy. But before we go into the, before we uh, look at the team sheet, what, what way do you think Villa? What do you think Villa absolutely have to do today to win this game? What's 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 uh, task number one that Villa need to do to win this game? Well, task task number one for me is to get the midfield right. Um, if we get the midfield right and we marshal the Harry Kane, that stifles them. Um, after that, we have to play two up top. Um, I think that's the only way we can go and win this game. And I've talked myself around, as most Villa fans, is the hope that kills you. And you wake up in the morning of the match and you go, 
okay, after telling myself all week we're going to lose this game, now I think there's a chance. So I woke up this morning feeling optimistic. Um, as the day has gone on, I've got a little bit more worried about it. Uh, I, I spent the, the whole day painting here in the house, so I've uh, I've been listening to so many podcasts and I've, I've kind of talked myself out of it again. So look, how are we going to win it? We, we need two strikers on the pitch. Um, I'm hoping Danny Ings is fit enough. I'm hoping uh, Watkins is fit enough and up for it. Um, him allegedly being an Arsenal fan should put him up for it today. Um, they're going to be under pressure today. I, I, did, did I see Arsenal were losing today? Arsenal that- were losing at some stage to Brighton, yes. Yeah. And obviously um, Arsenal having the two games in hand of, of a lot of the teams around them. And mm. first, they're going to need them to slip up and they're going to need to capitalise on everything that they do. And that's it. So they see that. I'm not up to date on the score at the moment. So they're going to see that as an opportunity if that's the case at this stage. Well, Paddy, let me never let it be said that I won't keep you up to date with the scores just beforehand. Let me open up. Uh, let me open up something here. Chris, oh, no, that's the wrong one. Um, but yeah, look, you're, you're dead right, Paddy, in what you said. It, it, it is a case whereby the, that Spurs are like, that could be a good shot in the arm for Spurs. Brighton are, lose, are winning 1-0 at, at Arsenal, 65 minutes gone. Ooh, Southampton and, and um, Hasselhutl don't like playing Chelsea, I think it's fair to say, because they're 6-0 down at this moment in time. Um, yeah, so they mustn't be getting any free kicks around the box, is uh, is what I would say in that instance, because there's no James Ward Pro specials coming from there. And Leeds are winning up against Watford, for those of you who are score watching. But once again, we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about Aston Villa. And what I want you to do, guys, we've got four minutes to go before the game. Pop in your comments there. Pop in any any kind of mad notions you think that's going to happen with the team today. Do you think Coutinho has dropped in favour of Buendia? Do you think Callum Chambers starts up front alongside Golly Watkins? Do you think we play two goalkeepers? Anything. Mad and all as you want it to be. Pop it in there and let's chat about it for the next three or four minutes. Simon Hurd. Thank you so much, um, Simon, for your comment. Love the show, lads. Think we're going to do it today. And as I say... That's the beauty about being an Aston Villa fan. You're looking at your feet for a whole week and then all of a sudden you wake up on a Saturday and you go, I can take over the bloody world. I've got my face out of my chest again and I'm looking straight ahead. And, and, and look, I think that's a great thing about being an Aston Villa fan is that it is the hope that kills you, but it's the hope that makes you continually come back again. And I'm kind of like you, Simon, as well in that aspect whereby I think that, you know, the more the, the closer the game creeps towards us, Call it blind faith, but, you know, we might get something from it, but we may not get something from it. So I'm kind of coming into it. My expectations low, but my, uh, you know, but it, it's it's easier for me to watch the game if I if I feel like we're going to get something out of it as well. So call it blind faith or whatever you want to, whatever you want think, to say. I think, for, I think for us, this game has come at the worst possible time because it feels like we're going on an international break now because we've got two weeks without a game. So I just really want us to put in a performance today. I want I want I want to be able to sleep tonight and not and not feel hard done by or anything like that. So yeah I just just want us to put out the right team to go and give them a rattle today because we we've got to sit in our hands for the next two weeks and, and, and wait for us to for, wait for the next one. And then the, like like London buses that all come together and we've a load of games, midweek games and, and we'd be inundated with games. So why they couldn't put them on in the next two weeks is beyond me. But anyway we'll have to wait two weeks for the next one. So yeah uh, it's important we get something today. Uh, or at least the performance. Standing on the world, I completely put up the wrong comment there that you had. So you basically said there that uh, you're bang on where we, it, it's got to be two strikers in a solid midfield. Hopefully he tries Chambers today too. Um, yeah, look, 
myself and Dan and I mean you spoke about it as well I think that there's nothing to be lost by experimenting in a game like this in a game where everybody thinks they're not going to get anything from it experiment with and, and to be, to be honest talk about it. if he thinks Nakamba's good enough to be on the bench I think he'll start today yeah I woke uh, up this morning thinking that too yeah I, I think I think especially with two weeks recovery time I think it's the perfect time to throw him in there and I, th- I think that's what he'll do um, if he's not ready to start why is he on the bench? But anyway, that's just my old school opinion on it. And Jude's journey. Good to see you, Jude. Oh, getting used to a new system here. Jude's journey. Nakamba straight back in or too optimistic? Uh, that's That That was the next question I was going to bring up about Nakamba. Um, I think the fact that Stephen Jared mentioned that he was going to look for maybe some make some changes in this in this game, we could see Nakamba being back in there. He referenced the fact he had 60 minutes in in uh, in a 23s game recently as well, and they were nurturing him back to fitness. So it might look like they might play him, maybe take him off at 50, 55, 60 minutes or whatever again. Um, it would be beyond the realms of possibility. Would I do it as the manager today? I don't know, would I? Because I think we've got bigger battles to fight as we go through the rest of this year. And I think if you do want to bring somebody in there, have an experiment experiment with Callum Chambers because if you're going to go out, if the rumours are true and you're going to go out and you're going to flog 40, 50 million on a a centre-half and potentially two centre-halves this season, well then really, you know, should we kind of be looking at Callum Chambers to be that versatile guy in the bench that can play in defensive midfield, to play centre-half, play right back? I don't ever think he was ever brought in as a defensive midfielder but I, I just think we've nothing to lose by trying it he scored a worldly against Leeds and he set up um he's he set up t- players as well so like you know it's nothing ventured nothing gained I think but then again Premier League managers aren't paid to gamble either they're paid to they're paid to come yeah, up with what they feel is the is is the best way to get a result so team so is in there Neil you the team look? is in now let me see if I can do this um <clears throat> talk amongst yourselves <laughs> uh, let me see if I can bring this up on the screen. Uh, <laughs> so, hopefully, we're going to see something here now in a minute. Paddy, you might need to. I have it here, I think. So, we're going to bring up the team. I oh, know it didn't. It didn't do it. Okay, let's forget about that. Um, <laughs> what is the team, Paddy? Do you want to shout it out there, and I'll find some way of popping it up here in the screen. No problem. So, uh, Martinez and goal. Cash, Conza, Mings, and Dean, McGinn, Luis, Ramsey, Coutinho, Ings, and Watkins. So, reverting back to type there, obviously, have Douglas Luis back into his sixth role that he's been accustomed to. Um, Coutinho gets a nod over um, Buendia. Um, and then, you know, no, no surprises really. There's two up top, and I'm happy to see that. And then the bench, we have Olsen. Chambers, Ashley Young, Nakamba, Sanson, Buendia, Chukwameka, Bailey, and Traore. So I think I've got it fixed. No, I don't. Apologies. This is me being stupid here, guys. <laughs> so I do apologize here. So it uh, looks like we're kind of reverting to type. He talked about making changes. Did he really make changes? Well, in the strictest he, sense, Paddy, I know we've we've basically just gone. This is the team we would have played last week if the team, if the all these players were fit and if uh, yeah, yeah he played Sansan last week or whatever. But uh, well, technically he has made change? changes. Yeah, he's 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 obviously he's played two up top instead of one up top. He's he's dropped Sanson and uh, Douglas Louise comes back in. So mm. technically there's changes there. Uh, is there anything drastic? Is there anything to have a tantrum about? No, absolutely not. It's just we know what we're going to get out of these lads and. 
um, hopefully we'll get a big performance. Yeah, uh, I'm a bit underwhelmed. Going to be really honest. I, look, I, I expected this this team to come out in a, in, a, in, a, in a kind of a sad way as well. I expected this team to come out, but I'm still a bit a bit underwhelmed. I'm underwhelmed in the fact that it's you know it's very samey. Um, Stephen Jarrett is talking about evaluating players. He spoke about like he specifically pointed out Douglas Louise in his press conference when he was asked about a contract. He said we haven't done an individual evaluation on that player yet. On that player yet. That was a weird thing to say as well, by the way, but that's not for this podcast. That was a really weird thing to say. And I thought, I thought uh, basically, that, that to me was writings on the wall. If we get money, you're gone. But that's for a completely different podcast. Um, it's just a strange turn of phrase. But if you are going to, if, like, if you keep playing the same team, how are you going to evaluate any players, you know, based on what, what happens? And I think that's the poison pill that we have here. The fact that we said that the Premier League managers are paid to get results. But I certainly feel I don't feel that he should be castigated for not getting a result at home against Spurs, who are by far and away outside Liverpool and Man City, the form team in the Premier League at the moment. So it, it is a poison pill. But then again, don't come out and say in the press conference you're going to make changes or make it sound like you're going to make wholesale changes. Like I heard I was listening to Spaces last night and, and, and the night before. And because there was, a, 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 you know, the reference to changes, people were talking about, hey, maybe we might see Chuck Mueka get a start at number 10. Maybe we'll see uh, Jacob Ramsey getting rested in midfield. Maybe this, that and the other. You know, it's but for me, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's very samesy for me. But look, if we go out and we the get one, a draw. The one, thing today, I will, the one thing I will say in fairness to Steven Gerrard is, why show your hand? Why why, why let the, the other manager not think about what you're going to do? So, um, you know, he's, he's, he's probably right to say there's going to be changes and, and not let anybody think how many there's going to be. But uh, anyway, there you go. So you managed to work the two ways. I managed to work. I managed to get this to work. Yeah, never let it be said that my brain, I can't do two things at the one time. I can't chew and uh, chew gum and walk at the same time. So look, let's take a look at the Spurs team there as well. They've got Lloris, they've got uh, the Irish Cafu and Matt Doherty, who's turned into the next coming Leon Messi recently. It's just flicked off the screen and it's back. They're going to have Ben Davis and Romero, Romero and Dyer going to be their back three. Um, Emerson Royale is going to take up the right wing uh, or the right wing back role. I would imagine Matt Doherty has been on the left wing back role. Uh, Heiberg, Bentoncourt, as much as it sickens me to see the two of them in there because they're two personal favourites of mine. They are going to anchor down and sign uh, Harry Kane and Kulazewski then are going to be your top three. Absolutely no surprises in that team. It's as solid as a rock. Potentially the only change there would have been is if Reguilón was uh, going to come in and take back that left-back spot from Matt Doherty. But as I say, Matt Doherty has become the second coming of um, of uh, Roberto Carlos and Cafu mixed together on that that uh, that wing-back position, uh, whether it be for Ireland or it be for Spurs. So... Um, yeah, it's not. It, it it's it's pretty much chalk, as they say in American sports, with regards to that team, the team that's been put out there. Um, just looking back on 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 our team, Paddy, because it's it's a really interesting one. We don't have any injuries. There's nobody. Bar Courtney House, there's nobody out injured at the moment. So this is our lot. And look and looking at our bench, that's our bench. You know, that's our that's our strongest bench. We have nobody injured. Yeah. If I if I'm not mistaken, we've nobody injured at the moment. Yeah, we're going into a game against Spurs and kind of almost in our in a lot of our minds, maybe we shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going into this game going, we're already one nil behind. Um I never no, thought I'd be saying that. That's again. a bit harsh. I think I think I think we were one nil behind anyway, given given the 
the role that they're on and and, and how well they're playing. Yeah. To say they're one 0 behind on what we've picked, I think that's a bit harsh. I think I think we've I think no 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 not, not 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 what, no no. So I meant that we were going into this game saying we're one 0 behind. Yet then when you see the team and we're missing nobody, should, that that was my point. Should we we shouldn't be thinking that I don't think because we've got like we've got pretty good team out and yes we're probably we probably have the fatigue of watching these same players over and over and over again throughout the course of the year. And, uh, you know, if you roll back the tape of me 12, 18 months ago, I'm screaming for stability, you know, stability yeah. in the team. We need to build partnerships in this team. My biggest thing here at the moment is we're probably seeing it an awful lot now where by this midfield three, the partnership, I don't know if there's a partnership being developed in there because there's no defined defensive, central defensive midfielder. And also the questions still linger over Watkins and Ings by the two games against um, Leeds and, and Southampton. That partnership is still under question. And now I've seen it in some circles. I'm not doing it, but I've seen it in some circles whereby the Kanza Mings partnership has even been questioned. But once again, coming on the back of Steven Gerrard saying that he's willing to potentially replace his captain or bring in a better captain in the in the transfer window. So for me, yes, we've got the same 11 that are in there, but are we seeing stability and are we seeing anything being being, being drawn from it there? Because this is our best team. This is our last you know, that we have. Um, and while... Uh, you well, know, to I, me, to, in fairness to me, it's not our best team. The, our best team would see Nakamba in there from, from what we've saw. In our best collection, team. our best matchday squad yeah. is what I meant, sorry. It's our, it's our best matchday squad. Um, mm. You know, we, we spoke about it in the past, about the fact that we're going to have five subs next year. Checkbook's going to have to be opened. Um, there's going to need to be, you know, that, that old phrase of to make a consistent... To get consistent results, you need a consistent team. So the team needs to stay the same every week. Um, you know, you, you look at uh, all of the teams throughout the league. Pep Guardiola plays a team to suit whoever he's playing. He needs to give players rests. He gives them a rest. That's that's the stage we need to be at. Um, it's it's going to take a lot of work in the summer. It's going to take a lot of offloading the players as well to to, to free up some funds to do that. So if we've got we've got a strange strange. If you thought last summer was strange. This one is going to be even more strange because mm-hmm. there's going to be players co- coming in and out there that you would never have expected. Yeah, and, and uh, that's the thing. I think there's going to be, hopefully the players that come in are ones that we would have thought were maybe outside of our grasp and that we've got um, some good talking points for them to come in here because, why? look, I've I got to be really honest, a lot of lot of, play, lot of fans look at their club and when their club is on a small bit of a slump, you know, you look at the league table, myself and Dan spoke about this as well. You look at the league table, Dan was of the opinion that we were in a false position because we'd won 11 games in the last 16. And I said, well, no, we're not. Because if you take it, if, if, if actual merit is winning games, you know, you go into games to win them. You know, whereas Brighton go into games to draw them and they've drawn 13 mm-hmm. games. So uh, I would say that if you're, if, if you're a team that consistently draws the majority of your points well, then potentially you're in a false position because you need to win games to, to pull up, plummet yourself up the league and you're only treading water. Now, saying that, I am on record as saying we need to turn, if we turned at least five, five six, seven of those draws or, or those losses into draws, we're in a better position. So it needs to be an equal balance throughout the course of course of the season. For me, and I know I'm like, that's just my opinion. I know other people have different opinions on it and there's no right or wrong way to think about it. We're, we're 11th in the league and that's where we probably deserve to be. But then what I'm trying to get at here, and I've gone off on a tangent, what I was trying to get at here is that 
we're looking at this team and I really believe that we've got fatigue looking at a lot of these players. We're looking at the same, at, at, at specifically at, at the same midfield too in, in Luis and, and, and McGinn doing the same job in the same role. And, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. And that's probably where we are at the moment. We're feeling a small bit insane and fatigued by, by seeing that. So, and oh, while we might bring players in to push them, um, in in the in the summer, and I think it really does stem from midfield here, Paddy. And I know I'm on a roll of talking here, and I will give you a second in a moment. And I've t- touched on about four different points, but I really think it all stems from the centre midfield. That if there was changes, if there was someone we could bring in there, even and I know that people are going to pillory me, pillory me for this, but like when we played against Man, Man United, the difference between us winning and and, and losing against United uh, in the game that we lost was Nemanja Matic. You know, just somebody in there that can just do that job and is a big force to get around. He's not who yeah. I want, by the way, but you know what I mean. It's I think it's just the familiarity of seeing, of knowing what we're going to get out of that midfield and yeah. still hoping we're going to get something different. Your fatigue your fatigue is not at the play, the players that are in there. It's the players that are in there not doing what you want them to do. Yes. Not getting the results that you want. That's where the fatigue yes. is coming from. And look, we've we've seen we've seen over the last 48 hours season ticket prices are going to be uh increased. Uh if we're if we're going to see players of the caliber of Coutinho in there and his ilk and whoever we bring in in the summer, that that that's the next step to becoming a big club. If you if you look at Man City when they when they suddenly uh started to become the force that they are, more money had to come in, the season ticket prices went up, totally expected. Um, Mida pays for a season ticket and travels from Ireland. I, I'm, I'm totally okay with it because to me, it's a statement of intent that they're going to give us a better quality of entertainment to watch next year. And that's what we've just got to, that's what we've just got to be hopeful for. And, and, you know, have a bit of patience, wait for it to happen. And when it happens, we'll enjoy it. I popped up as uh, a bit of we're going we're going to go on a bit of a positivity piece now for the next next <laughs> while, okay? Because uh, yeah. we've we've questioned our existence there, and we've got very ex- ex- existential about our midfield. But John Steele, good to see you, John. John says the Ingl- Ings has a great record against Tottenham, and I suppose that is something to to bear in mind. You know how many players have great records against us, and they continually always tend to score against us. So let's hope that Ings keeps up his great record uh, against us. Line, as well. Ings, Ings is just a great striker. He's a great record mm. against lots of clubs, including us, when he played against us. <laughs> yeah. So it's just about giving him, and you know, I think he, he'll be one of the ones that won't be shipped out next year because there's a great deal of potential there that yeah. with the right service he, he'll punish play, he'll punish other teams. Yeah. Yeah. Paddy, talk to me a small little bit about talking about and, and this is going to be about Spurs and I suppose it's it's, it's kind of Spurs philosophy of the, the their their chaos theory that myself and Dan talked about in the preview. Um they there's a this Conte chaos theory that he seems to have brought to this specific Spurs team. Didn't really do it when he was with Chelsea and didn't need to do it when he was with Juventus because they had Ronaldo who was just able to score for fun mm. with his eyes closed back heel in the ball every time. But um, this chaos theory that they have, how come teams over the last seven or eight games, just to give people an example of what it is, essentially what they do is they leave their back three behind and they push everybody up onto everybody up to that imaginary line of what's considered the attacking third and they press like absolute madmen all over the place. So they stifle you from getting out from your own box. And then they still have three people back there because their wing backs are so effective at creating width. And they've got the narrow tree in midfield or a narrow tree uh, uh, up, up top, which normally allows Kulisevsky or Son to drop back 
uh, into that kind of midfield pocket to pick up any stray passes, while the, while one of the two guys of Ventancourt and uh, and Hoiberg just basically bombs onto a centre half. And when you see this big colossus of a man coming at you, you're like, oh my god, I'm going to lose the ball, and you usually tend to panic. So that's what they have. It's real fear factor and intimidation factor because they've got big bodies. Kulisevsky isn't your typical winger body. When you see him today, he's about six two. You know, he's uh, like the, to resist the urge to put him up as a central striker. It must be absolutely, you know, it must be galling for some managers not to see him up there. You know, but what, where do you come? How, how come teams haven't figured out how to maybe play around this or even it's, it's the epitome of a massively high line. But teams can't mm. seem to play around it or get around it or find a way to get behind it. And, and to be fair, it, it, it's taken them a bit of time to get it to work as well. And, and only in the last six or eight games has it really worked and have they got a consistent run of results. Um, you know, it takes a better man than me to work out how this is going to work. How to... <laughs> Neil's there. Was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I lost my trail of thought there now. <laughs> um, so, look, it, it to me, the key thing for us is to have the two strikers up there and if if they are playing that high line, I think that is how I would envisage we would get at them. We we will play the two boys as high as possible and 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 have them pressing across the back tree um to try and stop them passing the ball around and build out from the back. Um it's 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 gonna to be tough. I'm under no illusion that you know the, the, I, I still think we're going we're gonna lose this game. I just don't want us to go and capitulate completely. I want us to keep it solid for about 20 minutes. I want us to, to frustrate them for 20 minutes and then try and hit them. I think that's the only way we're going to do it today. But look, maybe there's an ace up the sleeve. Maybe there's some thinking. Maybe, maybe, I, I envisage we're going to go more direct rather than try and pass through them. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, we're going, we're going to need Ings and, and Watkins for the ball to stick to them and bring midfielders into play for that to work too because the ball over the top is just simply not going to work because it hasn't worked for us before. And, and their defence is set up for that. Like, Ben Davis is going to be able... Like, he's he's got skates. Uh, Romero yeah. can play the ball on the ground. He's got skates. And Eric Dyer plays central midfield sometimes, all right back. Mm. You know, so they've got real versatility in that back line. Um, and, and Romero has really become a linchpin in there. Now, they are going to look to up to update that back line themselves. So I think that we're going to see ourselves in transfer battles with the likes of Spurs for defensive uh, reinforcements, specifically in centre-halves, because there's a lot of teams in this league that are going to be looking for centre-halves. Um, but what you said there, I think, is is true. It's like, once again, we look back at the last three games, we haven't been able to, able to get the ball to continue. And it's just, once again, this just looks to me again as a game whereby it's just going to be one million percent vital that Coutinho drops off, gets into space, in front of Eric Dyer, draws Eric Dyer out when one of those two boys, the two big men go forward to try and press in that chaos, chaos situation. You know, it's going to be it's going to be easier said than done. But if he does get space with how much they push up and create that, they, they, they press even they, they press right up to the halfway line with that. You know, Watkins, I think, could be could be the um the person to to drag those defenders around. If we look back to the Leeds game when that happened, and and you know Leeds played a really high line, and and it was they they, they didn't really uh, hem in Coutinho at all. But if you look at the running that Watkins did across defenders, pulling them away, creating avenues for Jacob Ramsey to come up on the left hand side, creating avenues for him to go down the right hand side for for another one of his goals, and and it's it's just th things like that are what we're going to need to do. Um, but once again, it's easier said than done in this game. Now, 
And, so, and I suppose the biggest the biggest problem here is is when we do eventually come out of our shell and go for them, that they just have <laughs> they just have a wealth of talent there to go and punish us. Hmm. Kane, Son, Kulaseski. Well, he doesn't. He ha- I don't think he scored too many goals, does he? But he's he's certainly created. Um, he's been a great signing for them. So th- they will hit us on the break. So we've, we've got to be really careful on how on how we set up when we're in attack. Um, I don't envisage we're going to see both uh, wing fullbacks very high up the pitch. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be tough. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see <laughs> how we line out and, and, and how, how high uh, Coutinho plays because there's not going to be an awful lot of room for him in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Paddy, without holding your feet to the fire here, what do you think the score is going to be? Um, I'm not optimistic that we're, we're going to go and get three points. Um, my, my head is telling me that we're going to nick a point here. My heart is telling me we're going to, we're going to get beaten 2-1. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 sports, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful of a better performance than we've had in, in, in the last few games. And I, I think... If we can put that, if we can put that performance together, if, if we can really stifle them, if we can get a goal against them, and if, if we come away with nothing, so be it. I just think we need a big performance today and to show that we can cope with with their with their madness, as as you've outlined with, with their tactics as they they have at the moment. So it's it's going it's going to be tough. Heart heart saying one all, head is saying two one to to Spurs. So fingers crossed. I've been one all across the board and I don't want to be hypocritical and change it now. So I'm going to go one all again. Um, I think our set piece, I think we're going to score from a set piece today. Um, no reason other than, yeah, the wind says we're going to, we're going to score from a, a set piece today. Um, that's, that's my only inkling on this one. Um, but we do need a performance. I think I'm happy in this game again. If we stem the bleeding, if we look like a coherent unit, if we, if we just look like we've got a plan, I'm sorry to say it, but like for the first 45 minutes against Wolves, it was it was like it was schoolyard soccer. You know, there was people just running everywhere. We were out of position. We were dragged easily out of position. We can't have that happen today. And not with Son, Harry Kane and Kulazewski. We just can't have it happen. It could be it could be head and hand stuff if that happens. And, 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 I, and I know the bar is low when you say, I just want us to look structured today, but we did it under Dean Smith. You know, with the majority of these players, we were able to look structured. And if we can just tap into that again, like we did against Leicester at the start of last season, Arsenal at the start of last season, um, you know, that structure is what we need. And we need to not want to go gung-ho. Like, I'm okay with Matty Cash crossing the halfway line twice in the first half. And going in nil all at halftime. I'm 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 very much okay okay with that. Um, as long as we go in nil all at halftime and then ease our way into the game. But like giving away silly goals in the first eight, 10, 15, 20 minutes of the game, it's just that's yeah. that that to me would almost be unacceptable in this game because we did it against Arsenal. We gave away a goal. I think it was around the twenty fifth minute. Um, could have been could have been a bit later. But like we gave away a goal in the first half. And it was a silly goal to give away because there was no need to give away that free and then we were asleep to it. Um, we, the goals we gave away against Wolves were silly goals, you know. So I don't want any lapse concentration mistakes. I don't want any structure mistakes. That's what I want to see from the game. And if we end up losing to a belter of a worldie, well, then so be it, you know. But at the moment, we're not losing to worldies. 
the start of last season, the Leeds came, they scored like our, our we we played against um Southampton and and we lost four three. <laughs> they were all worldies, like the Southampton scored. Uh, we're not conceding worldies at the moment. We're conceding bad goals, and and that's what I want to see stopped. Yeah, that's, what I want to see. that's the most important thing, and I think the the most important stage of this game is to start the first third of the game is just to keep them at bay, stifle them, work hard. We we need an awful lot of work from those midfield three. Um, uh, McGinn and Ramsey are going to have a lot of defensive work to do early on and I think if we can keep it to, to the first 20-30 minutes at nil-nil there's still a good chance for us and and if they're struggling to break us down I, I think we might nick something out of it Yeah Everybody, I think that's going to do it for us today on this takeover of the Villa View in association with Boohoo Man Remember 10% extra off all Boohoo man, menswear with the code VillaView at checkout. That 10% is excluding some sale and some selected items. Um, it's actually been really good to talk through this. I've been up, I've been down. I've actually been, uh, uh, somebody mentioned there that Neil sounds nervous. And, and I kind of am a bit nervous uh, over this game because I, I really want us to play well. And I don't want us to get a shellacking. In this game, I really don't. And that's a great word. I really just wanted to throw that word in there somewhere into this podcast as well. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I want us to look good. I want us to start looking like we've got a bit of structure about us. You look at the likes of other teams that have played this this weekend. Newcastle look like they have a structure about them and they're coming up through the league. Fair play to Eddie Howe for that. Um, Wolves, uh, are, or sorry, Wolves looked like they had a structure last week. Brighton, are they still 1-0 up against Arsenal? They... Might be. This hasn't refreshed. Um, Arsenal are two one up against Arsenal in the ninety pl- in ninety minutes plus. You know, Brighton obviously do have a structure. They always do, and that's their hindrance sometimes. But I really want us to see. You want to see a structure with us today, and uh, and not go out there and and ship uh, e- ship easy goals. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for us today, guys. Um, once again, thank you to the Villa View uh, for uh, g- giving us the, the, the platform. Please like uh, this, this video link if you're looking at it and please leave a comment underneath there. Also, subscribe to the Villa View. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well and for the love of Paul McGrath. Follow the Villa View on Twitter and also, you know, you'll be able to find me. They're the only Villa View that's there and we're the only for the love of Paul McGrath uh, podcast that's there on Twitter as well. But it's been Brilliant having your company today, everybody. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed it. Sorry about the small few technical difficulties uh, during during it and getting used to a new system, but uh, we will have those ironed out for the next day. Hopefully, we don't have any uh, technical issues within the structure that we, we put out in the team today, and uh, we go on to have uh, maybe an unexpected victory against Spurs today. So sit yourself down, get yourself nice and calm. Don't be a bag of nerves like me. Get yourself, fix yourself your favorite beverage and your favorite snack if you're watching from home. If you're in the stadium, roar your guts out and shout the team onto victory. But this is about all we can do today to, to wish, wish well on the team. It's up to the players to do it now. And with that, we're going to leave you guys. And all that's left to say, is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.